Good morning. Welcome to Divinity 648. My name is Christina. Today is Tuesday, July 26, 2022. It is 619 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. So the energy that settled in overnight, well, actually, first thing this morning, um, was incredible. It was wide-eyed type energy. It was this... Um, literally bringing two halves together kind of energy, uh, one couldn't sleep and it was not anything negative. My kids were wide awake. My daughter was wide awake. It was that overall energy of feeling protected, that energy of feeling whole, that energy of feeling like, um, Pretty much anything that comes this way, there's no intimidation, there's no fear, there's no um, backing down, there's no, you know, it's this energy of standing firm. Um, again, I do believe that has something to do with Neptune. Um, the other day I was channeling, uh, yesterday's episode was just like, you know, the fuck shit that was coming through from external influences trying to impact my stuff. After I hung up the recording, I continued to channel and got the energy of Neptune and how Neptune was just celebrated. Uh, they had a Neptunia uh, festival over in Italy on the 23rd. Um, I was told the energy that is relevant to that celebration, that God will be present um, straight through and at its peak on the 26th. So we physically in Italy, we, not meaning me, um, celebrated this holiday or this festival apparently um, on the 23rd. That energy called in the actual God uh, and that presence will be full effect on the 26th. Um this energy is very beautiful, very uh, lifting. So you might want to do your own research as far as what Neptune means for you and check out the way that the planet Neptune impacts you. Look into your sign, your placement, you know, in your birth chart. Uh, you could get a free birth chart. Um version for free at Astro Cafe um, birth chart. Just literally Google Astro Cafe birth charts. Um, so the day before that, actually the day before I got um, Ganesh, right? I was talking about Ganesh. Uh, what I didn't mention was how there was other ones that came through. Um Right. There was Hercules energies. Um, and then I got some weird energy that came through. But the other energy that came through was. Uh, not going to go there. Not going to talk about it. So lots of good energy. Odin's energy is present as well. Um, I got a lot of Odin right now. Uh, which I think is because I've been working with the runes more than ever before, um, period. I, I wasn't into runes before, um, but I've been working heavily with them, learning them, 
energetically more than physically. There's been a lot of Odin presence. And this morning, after like the whole like, okay, now I can finally close my eyes. It was, I went into the kitchen and I don't have the times uh, correctly set on the microwave or the oven. Um, but the oven was at 3.03 in the morning, which was closer to normal time than not. And the microwave was set to 22 hours and two minutes. So when I went into the kitchen, for no apparent reason, I kept hearing, look at the time, look at the time. And I kept flinging my head back and forth at the numbers. And I was told very high vibrational energies in play. And again, with the Neptune energy. I was told the Neptune placements are very important and so is the Uranus. So you want to do your birth chart again and you want to check that out. And then when I got back into my room, it was this energy of coming together. It was this energy of um, literally uh, unzipping um, some type of a thing hanging, like the veil kind of, so to speak. So it's almost like somebody came in and tried to like zip the veil shut, like close the path for you or for others or even for myself. Because when I laid down, it was like left and right came into one and I just unzipped it. And it was just like um, amazing. It was just amazing flows. And what I kept hearing was they're trying to close the veil. They're trying to block the veil. They, you know, in other words, um, what I was doing was I was sitting in front of a camera and I was knocking on a book, uh, and I was opening the book wherever I felt guided to. And it always matched the vibrations or the energies that was already through. Um, I'm still doing that. I've got people who don't want me doing it on camera. They don't want me talking. They don't want me, uh, building up my platform, which is fine. I'm still pushing through. Um, but the energy again, it kept coming through as Odin. And then today I got Centella, um, and I can't pronounce the end, but it's N like Nancy D O K J. Um, and it says Centella is Congolese. Um, it is a spirit of the Afro-Caribbean spiritual tradition, Palo. She is the owner of the cemetery, gatekeeper of the portal between <laughs> life and death. She is the queen of the world among the most powerful forces in the universe, if not the most powerful. Because Paolo rituals may involve working with the dead souls, Centella is an exceptionally significant spirit in the tradition. She may or may not be the same spirit as Oya. Like Oya, Centella has associations with the marketplace and storms as well as the graveyard. Um, as soon as I said Oya, I heard Oya. It is 100% the same. Um, in traditional Colonese culture, um, it refers to someone uh, possessing great reserve of magical power. The power is neutral. It may be used for good or ill, depending on the desires and intent of the individual. Um, the home association is present petitions and offerings in the graveyard. That's where you'll find her. And then it's, it refers to Oya. Um, I've been talking about I don't mess with dark arts. I stay neutral. 
Okay, I work with high vibrational energy, 12D platinum energy, 12D platinum shielding. Okay, gray light is what I can best add. It's so bright. It almost looks platinum. It looks beautiful. And what happens is it's kind of like walking around with a filter of gray. Because you can see the craft and you can see the white light. And when you're walking by people, remember I said... Kali painted the masks gray and Oya pushed that force around. This this uh, individual, Centella, um, neutral, gray. You can see dark magic. You can see white magic. You know, you don't pick a side. You don't side with certain gods. You respect all gods. You know, and I'm being driven to talk about um, the other day, these spirits came around. These little punk ass, let me correct myself. These beautiful individuals came around um, to greet me, to meet me, uh, and explain to me who petitioned them to send them my way. Um, and I'm going to say it again. I respect every single God, all gods at all times. You know, when I call out to God, I pray to all gods, all goddesses at the same time. So when you guys send your gods to me because your the demons aren't working, so you, you petition, you know, low vibrational gods, what you have to understand is I already respect that God. I've already um, put myself in a position where I don't have one pantheon, I don't follow one religion. Um, I don't have one faith. I actually just have faith in the divine. I have faith in being neutral. I have faith in never touching the dark arts, dabbling in the white light, but remaining neutral, remaining with that gray um, filter so I can see the good and the negative in all aspects of my life, including within myself. So when these gods are petitioned and they approach and they're coming forward, it's like, you know, you're sent here to obstruct my path. You're sent here to shut my online store down. You're here to block me from building myself up. But at the same time, it's like I've already been giving you respect. You really think that by giving all of them respect, they're going to just come over and discipline and harm and obstruct and block? They will until they're recognized, but the minute you recognize them and respect them, they kind of know they, you know, they, they get neutralized with you and they go. They go back to you. Because they're sitting there curious, like, why did you petition me to go and obstruct and delay and harm someone who has more respect for me than you? So the graveyard magic is still being attempted. You're messing with the lower vibrational energy of Oya. Um, I also am getting Lala Mira. Lala Mira, uh, if I'm saying it right, L-A-L-L-A and then M-I-R-A, um, is also known as Mirabent Hertia. Um, the classification is Jin. D-J-I-N-N, this, this divinity, this god is among the most powerful and famous uh, jinn, D-G-I, I'm sorry, D-J-I-N-N, very beloved and feared. Her origins are unknown, but she is believed to have 
the native Moroccan, possibly first emerging amongst Berber tribes. Um, she is an oracular spirit invoked for healing, fertility, protection, abundance, but her major concern is with love. A very independent spirit. She comes and goes where she likes, kind of like a gypsy, no? She's assertive, not shy, and may aggressively select her own devotees. She is not married, but is flirtatious with a reputation for sending and sometimes preying upon married men. She is jealous, demanding. She's definitely jealous and a demanding spirit. Female devotees are expected to consistently wear her colors. It is easy to sensationalize her, but it must be emphasized that she has been loved and venerated for centuries. People credit her with their good health, happiness, and their very existence of their families. She is a volatile spirit who engages in very different kinds of relationships with different devotees. She is a complex spirit providing some devotees with romantic and sexual happiness, but denying these gifts to others. She has three types of devotees, women, men, and those specific men with whom she engages in ritual marriage. She expects these men to be honored by her attention and possibly to find complete fulfillment with her. Unfortunately, many of the men she prefers has already been married she is a concatish spirit. The fact that they are married may increase their appeal to her. In general, she finds lovers and spouses for her devotees. She prevents illnesses and she heals infertility. She can cause men to be irresistible to women. If she seeks a relationship with a man herself, she signals her interest via erotic dreams. These dreams are not fantasies, but actual visitations. She may appear in her own form and identity herself, but she often appears to a man in the form of a woman he already knows and loves. If she loses interest, the dreams will cease. But if she genuinely seeks a relationship, they will continue, possibly increasing in frequency. Initially pleasurable, they can become uh, deliberately uh, deliberating unless a relationship is negotiated and established and the man becomes her active devotee in waking hours as well as when he sleeps. If this is problematic, the renowned Moroccan saint, Sidi Ahmad, will be invoked to help negotiate the relationship. She may object to a male devotee having relationships with other women, even their wives. Objections are made manifest via illness or by increasingly obsessive behavior of the dreamer who may become so all-consumed he is no longer able to function. She is invoked to foretell the future through a spirit medium via uh, ritual possession. She is summoned via tarja drums and the fragrance of her favorite perfume, mature burned in an incense burner. Um, black and white, uh, beds and resin, and you guys can read into all of that. Men who are married when she makes, um, 
overtures must establish that they will sh- to continue the relationship with their wives, presuming that they do. Some sort of schedule is worked out. Unmarried devotees are expected to request her permission and blessings before marrying an individual. Should she allow a man to marry, then wife, children, and possibly future descendants are expected to serve her as well. The woman may already be her devotee. She likes matchmaking and is more inclined to permit devotees to marry. If she is angry, vengeful, or in a bad mood, she will lash out. She will attack usually, her attacks usually manifest as sudden paralysis. Those who are hysterical, whether laughing or crying, are particularly vulnerable to her attacks. To counteract her attacks or plaquette her, the victim should dress in her colors, place henna in the victim's hands. You know, I'm not going through all that. So her colors are orange and yellow. She likes the henna plant. She has water as her element. Um, she is most likely to be encountered in the late afternoon when she is when she likes to take strolls out and about. She lives within the houses of devotees, but is also associated with healing. Excuse me. Yeah, with healing. Well, springs and bathhouses. Um, she is the oldest. Hmm. So she expects devotees to wear her colors, candles, raw eggs, unbroken, sponsors dances in her honor from Ganawa. Um, the point of me talking about her was someone sent her. <laughs> someone sent her, not realizing I know how to make peace with all of them. Um, so I'm just kind of curious who's acting a little crazy out there, who's a little on edge, who's a little compulsive, who who's like kind of going out their fucking mind because they thought they were going to uh, dominate a man in their life and they thought they were going to hold on to that person with sex rituals. And it doesn't have to be a man. You guys could be conjuring uh, as a woman to dominate and disrupt someone's sex life. And it doesn't have to be mine. It could be anyone's. But the bottom line is someone somewhere is petitioning her using sex magic to bind themselves to individuals and to stop that individual from being intimate with other women. And by you cooking and, um, you know, honoring and petitioning her through food and feeding this to your person or, you know, just having it in the house you are trying to force that person to become a devotee unknowingly. But the dreams don't lie in that person. You're being exposed is basically what's being said because the way this person communicates in the dream state exposes it, you know, and the spirit does disguise themselves as the person that that person's going to love. So if you are in bed with an individual that you are trying to conquer in the dream state, he's not seeing you. As you intended, he's still seeing the person that he loves because the spirit you petitioned to bind yourself to this individual appears in the form or manifestation. Well, what I'm hearing is it appears or it has appeared and continuously appears in the manifestation of the person that they genuinely, truthfully are in love with.
some of you were able to manipulate it to be you up front, but the continuous cycle of that energy is the person that their heart desires. So it's backfiring on you in a sense where you are now acting a little chaotic. Um, you might be on edge. You're probably having sleep issues. You're probably having signs of paralysis where you're having moments where you can't move. Um, feeling dehydrated. Some of you, uh, some of you are just going through it and you're not understanding why the magic's not working. And the reason why it's not working is because she like Ganesh and Ishuri Legwa and the others I have raised are also known as gatekeepers and gatekeepers are known to be tricky because these gatekeepers, um, they do everything with energy. They do everything with the power of intention. Everything is energy with these spirits. So if you're coming there with manipulative intent and you're conjuring them, you know, these gods are being sent to go do something for you or you're begging them to, and they're sending entities to do the work for them. The work will backfire on you if you are deceitful and malicious and you're not coming from a genuine place. You know, you want to hold on to this person, but it's more for ego. It's more for pride. It's more for financial gain. It's not for love. Those of you who are not doing it for genuine love without exhaust, even if you are doing it for genuine love without exhausting options and avenues in the physical realm, your person is, is <laughs> your person is not dreaming and having sexual encounters with you in the dream state. They're doing that with the person that their heart is longing for. That's, that's why it backfires on you. That's how it is backfiring on you. So if you are the person who is doing this, I strongly suggest you, um, one, petition her correctly, apologize for disrupting her existence to do your bidding unlawfully, unjustifiably. Give her an offering and ask her for forgiveness because you're going through those mental psychotic breakdowns and those compulsive situations because of your actions being... Um, unjust. So that's the channeling I'm getting for right now. I am going to do all zodiac signs shortly. I was doing them daily. That takes way too long and I don't have the energy for that. I'm trying to focus on other things. So I'm going to be doing the zodiac signs in short, quick readings and I will post them up by end of day and that will be good for exactly nine days. <laughs> 